Hey friends, Rich here from Unseminary. You know, late last year, I was talking to a, a church leader who's leading in a church where they're down to less than a dozen people attending. And, you know, one of the things that was super sad was they were reflecting on the fact that they have no next generation leaders at all, no kids, no young leaders. We don't want that to happen for your church. And although you're not maybe at that extreme end of the scale, you no doubt are having a problem developing Gen Z leaders. And that's why I want you to reach out to my friends at Leadership Pathway. Listen, there are there has got to be a better way to find, develop, and support next generation church leaders for your team. We've been talking about this for years. We've been talking about it since I graduated from college, and we still haven't fa- we still haven't figured that out. But our friends at Leadership Pathway have. You don't have enough time in day-to-day ministry to chase the leads, figure out the resume, onboard all those people. That's where my friends at Leadership Pathway come in. They want to build a robust residency program for you. They've interviewed, talked with literally thousands of Gen Z leaders, and they want, they've helped them take the next step in ministry, and they want to help you develop a pipeline to do the same thing. What I want you to do is to go over to leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to learn more. They've got some special events coming up this spring. We're, we're really, they're packaging all this up into a couple day mastermind retreat kind of environments. You're going to want to learn more about that. And you're going to want to connect with them really to say, hey friends, I need you to help me find, develop, and release next-gen leaders through a residency program today. Leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary today. Thanks friends. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. Super excited for today's conversation. Longtime friend, Frank Beeler with us. He's the co-founder and chief growth officer of family, uh, or Phase Family Centers, and he's also the chief of staff at local church. He's, he's a fantastic leader. You, he's the kind of person you should be tracking with him. Uh, Frank was at one point the family pastor at a little church called Elevation there in uh, North Carolina. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before, friends, uh, before he uh, moved over and has joined uh, or really launched Faith Family Centers. Uh, he he's also is really, which Faith Family, if you're not familiar, or Phase Family, if you're not familiar with them, are really a leader in this whole multi-use strategy that we really should be thinking about. And so I wanted to get him on and he agreed to come on. Uh, Frank, so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Man, I'm glad to be here. And as always, Rich, I'm always learning from you and listening to podcasts and other great leaders that are out there. So thank you for facilitating this and being so generous with your time to to drive these conversations because I know they're making me better. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate that, Frank. But why don't we fill out the picture a little bit? What did I miss there on the Frank Beeler story? Uh, what What do we want to make sure people know about uh, about you? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So business guy turned pastor, mm-hmm. uh, serving at Elevation full time, uh, felt led to figure out a way. What I was wrestling with is Elevation was at the time we were at, I don't know, 17 campuses or something like that, 12 to 17 <laughs> during that journey of campuses. Um mm-hmm. Uh, attendance was up, giving was up, small group attendance was up, uh, volunteer participation was up, frequency of attendance was going down. So Mm. I was trying to crack the code of how do we engage families different? I saw the children's ministry data. I was trying to figure it out from both Sundays and during the week. 
At the same mm-hmm. time, a good friend of mine, Reggie Joyner, who created, mm-hmm. helped launch North Point Community Church with Andy Stanley and created Orange Curriculum, was wrestling mm-hmm. with an idea of how do we help churches fund their ministry and engage communities differently. So he drew mm-hmm. three boxes on a piece of paper uh, that would ultimately be Faze Family Center. He called it Preschool, mm-hmm. Parents, and Events. And it was his way of going, okay, can we do a multi-use strategy, but be really intentional about it uh, to where Mm -hmm. we really come alongside of churches to leverage that multi-use for both improved stewardship and greater community engagement. And so fast track, um, you know, that was happened by a mutual friend of ours, Rich, Carrie Newhoff, you know, my best friend, Carrie, Mm -hmm. uh, Carrie Mm -hmm. made the connection with uh, me and Reggie. Uh, at mm-hmm. that point I was a speaker dude for Reggie. Uh, but mm-hmm. then we realized that we were wrestling with some very similar things that honestly church leaders across America and across the world have been wrestling with. And mm-hmm. we've just kind of got our unique take on it at phase. Mm-hmm. Love it. So kind of, uh, pull apart phase a little bit. Tell us a bit more about it. What is the, you know, how do you attack those three issues, those three areas of engagement? What does that actually look like for folks that maybe are un- unaware of phase and what you do? Sure. So uh, at our first location, we worked with a site developer, bought 13 acres, eight acres buildable, about a million dollars an acre. I mean, expensive land where somebody would want to have a church, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's Mm -hmm. cost prohibitive. Uh, Great Mm -hmm. location. Um, Mm -hmm. And what we did here was we're the operator. We're the master tenant and we run a preschool, co-working slash coffee shop and events. And oh, by the Mm -hmm. way, there are a couple of churches that use the space on the weekends. They pay nominal uh, lease Mm -hmm. payment or part of the lease payment. But Mm -hmm. most of the facility, the 62,000 square foot facility is paid for by the business operations that we run. We carry that. Mm -hmm. While we're in the process of building this building, Mark Batterson up in D.C. said, hey, ended up with the city block. God's doing some really Mm -hmm. cool stuff. There's a child care crisis in D.C. We're trying to figure out how to do this. We don't want to do it alone. Can we partner Mm -hmm. together? So up there, we helped renovate their children's ministry space. It's used by the church on Sundays. And during the week, we operate a preschool. Mm-hmm. Well, all this is happening and then COVID hits. So I <laughs> end up in the 62,000 square foot building sitting here by myself waiting on the world mm-hmm. to reopen. The mm-hmm. thing that didn't change were churches were still calling, wanting to figure out multi-use and mm-hmm. what a phase mm-hmm. partnership could look like. And I guess I should point out phase, P-H-A-S-E, that phrase comes mm-hmm. from the idea, uh, a parenting idea of us saying mm-hmm. this negative statement, it's just a phase. Like, right, it's like, we right. just got to get through this, right? And get on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Well, our idea is it's just a phase. Don't miss it. You're right. never going to get these moments back. Some of the things that drive you crazy, like that baby not sleeping also means that baby's not going to sleep on your chest anymore. And you're going to have those special moments, right? So mm-hmm. we're just trying mm-hmm. to help parents leverage those mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. So phase while I'm sitting here by myself, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how I can help more churches. Cause at the pace mm-hmm. I was going, I could do three to five a year where we're the right. operator and we're dropping mm-hmm. in churches and or partnering with churches in some way. And mm-hmm. yet the demand and inquiries was way higher than that. So we're sure. trying to figure out what to do. And so mm-hmm. I had created a licensing idea to share our resources mm-hmm. and, and concepts and things that we we're learning and things we had spent lots of money on trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Well, during mm-hmm. that, I gathered my investors together to give them a financial update due to COVID and when we're mm-hmm. going to reopen and then share this licensing idea. And right. one of the guys uh, that was on the call is the chief mm-hmm. innovation officer for Chick-fil-A. And right. as I present my licensing <laughs> yes. idea, he says, mm-hmm. Frank, that's a really good idea. Congratulations. 
you just invented franchising. And uh, we all had a good laugh of like, oh, okay, I've never done franchising. And the idea of phase uh, called phase partners, the idea Mm -hmm. of us franchising and partnering with churches to help with the operations and help give them wisdom, but it be in their business, but not letting Mm -hmm. them do it alone was born out of that. Mm -hmm. And so now we have a franchise disclosure document and we're now helping Mm -hmm. churches execute on a multi-use strategy. Okay. I love this. And friends, I want to dive in on this. The thing I love about Frank is, uh, there's tons I love about you, but the one thing I love about you, one of the things I love about you is, you know, you're trying to solve real world problems. You're helping real churches, you know, with real things. And here you are providing a great solution for something that I think a lot of us I've wondered about, which is, Hey, we've got this facility and I've even heard of, in fact, I know of churches I've coached who have spent real cash, like actual money, like tons of money on space that they envision for multi-use, but then doesn't actually get used in that manner because of they miss this operational in-between. They miss this like, hey, we're not sure exactly how do we do this? How do we how do we run this stuff? But let's take a step back and convince me that I should even be thinking about that. Like I, you know, isn't like having a daycare or running an event center or, you know, opening up a coffee shop. Isn't that just a distraction to what we're supposed to do as a church? Isn't that you know, I, I, doesn't that reduce our flexibility? Doesn't it? Don't we become slaves to somebody who's running a totally different kind of operation? Help us understand how those fit together. How does a multi-use uh, strategy actually help push us forward? Yeah. So yeah, those are all complexities that we have to navigate, right? And so let's rewind mm-hmm. a little bit. A few decades ago, churches all across mm-hmm. America were doing some kind of multi-use strategy And many of them Mm -hmm. were doing something that was somewhat lackluster in performance. It wasn't (laughs) uh, experiencing the evangelism they thought it was. It wasn't discipling the number of kids they thought it was. Um, There was Mm -hmm. not a good, healthy, symbiotic relationship. And so it's us and them and the preschool took my crayons and we couldn't find this. And they broke this table and it became very adversarial. So then you have a crew like Andy Stanley and a lot of people that are going, we're doing too much stuff in a mediocre way. Let's get back to the thing that matters Mm -hmm. most. Let's present the gospel Mm -hmm. clearly. Let's do a really good job on Sundays. Well, I don't disagree with any of that. That was, it was a response that I felt like overall our nation needed to do. We needed to shore things up and get back to some excellence and some expectations Mm -hmm. and quality in what we offer. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to just mm-hmm. have good facilities. That's not a strategy. Mm-hmm. I have a building. Let's mm-hmm. do stuff with it. That's not a strategy. Mm-hmm. And so there was this <laughs> yes. kind of reining in. Well, now what we're seeing is there's a whole funding conversation of like, there's a necessity to this, but let's put that mm-hmm. aside for a second, because that's not really what mm-hmm. you were addressing. You were talking to, mm-hmm. how do we share space? This is distraction from what we're supposed to be doing this relationally. Mm-hmm. What does this look like? Well, We know in our nation here in America that Mm -hmm. top 10 priorities among every presidential candidate and thought leader in our nation, childcare is a huge issue. So specifically Mm, preschool, it is a childcare crisis in our nation and the church is uniquely Mm. positioned to meet that need. We always want to be able to meet needs in the community. Now, here's where I want to put Why is the church uniquely suited for that? Great question. Because we have the facilities already, okay, which mm. is a huge deal. Okay. We, we have the facilities already, and we have the posture that's needed mm. to help fix our child care crisis. We need warmth, mm-hmm. safety, care, kindness mm. that needs to permeate the operations of a preschool. 
And oftentimes that mm. isn't present. It's cold. It's sterile. Mm. It's yeah. people that are just yeah. taking a check. Um, it just mm-hmm. doesn't have the warmth and extension of family that people long mm-hmm. for. So what you mm-hmm. have in our nation is everybody is saying we have to increase the quality of care and decrease mm-hmm. the cost. I don't, I don't right. know how to do that. The church can actually do help do that. Do that. We can figure that out. Mm. But here's our problem. Okay. If I go back to all the church that say it's a distraction, we finally stopped doing it. People hated us because mm. we stopped doing our preschool or mm. we no longer open our event center up for other things. And people are mad at us in the community and look what we did. Well, I always like to go back to what was your business plan? What was your strategy? And what were your end goals mm. with your mm. preschool operations or your event business or your coffee mm. shop? What was the win? Mm. And was it realistic? It's interesting mm. to me, Rich, that people that talk multi-use oftentimes in the church space talk about it from the lens of saying, hey, we have children's space. We should do a preschool. That's that's right. not at all what you should right. do. What you should do is do a site and market analysis like you would for any other business across America and go, should we open a preschool? Anecdotally, somebody mm. has said that they had a hard time finding childcare in my community. Right. But what's the real yes. need? Is it low-income families can't find affordable quality care? Is it there's simply not enough licensed spots available for children? Well, that mm-hmm. determines your business model. In fact, many... Mm churches and preschools should have a licensed preschool so they can operate with government subsidies and serve low-income families, but they don't go in with that level of strategy. So, so I say, okay, so there's this opportunity to engage the community. This need is real, but is it the church's Mm -hmm. responsibility? Is it a distraction? Mm -hmm. Go back to what you said. Mm -hmm. And the answer is absolutely. It is a distraction. (laughs) So what we want to do is how do we mitigate the distraction? Any extra program or ministry you do is a distraction from something. Like, I mean, that's a true statement. Like, let's not, as long as we split ourselves, that takes more Mm -hmm. responsibility. Here's what I believe Mm -hmm. is the flaw in the multi-use strategy, okay, Mm -hmm. across America, okay? Mm -hmm. Current multi-use strategy, visionary leader plus building facility, okay? Mm -hmm. Add a manager. Someone who has mm-hmm. managed a preschool before, managed a coffee shop, not owned, managed a coffee mm-hmm. shop, managed an events business, plus mm-hmm. Google. That is the equation for <laughs> multi-use success in America. Right. And it's uh, if we don't have a handbook, we'll Google one, find and replace the words. Now we have a handbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we need right. a policy right. on diaper changing, we'll Google one on the internet. What FaZe right. is trying to do differently is go, Well, yeah, when you do that, you're going to kind of find all these cracks along the way where it's not cohesive and there's going to be these Mm -hmm. flaws. And when Google doesn't give the answer, you've got to go to your executive leadership team. And now it's a distraction. So what we're proposing is, hey, visionary leader with a building, hire your manager. That's your person. Find the right person that's a good culture fit. And instead of using Google, use FaZe. Let us provide Mm. your CRM and your manuals and your resources and let us figure out how to lock all the iPads and all the classrooms so inappropriate videos aren't shown to children. And like all those little nuanced things, how to do background checks properly that are different than church background checks. Let us come alongside and help you. It is your Mm -hmm. business unit. You benefit from the Mm -hmm. upside of the profits and what's what's Mm -hmm. there. You get to run the operation, but you're not alone. So therefore, right. the manager, when they're having a hard time, their first phone call is to phase 
Instead, it's mm -hmm. the executive leadership team of the church. We think that mm -hmm. mitigates distraction and becomes a game changer to go. We can have better stewardship, engage our community better, but mitigate distractions. Love it. So, uh, you know, we had Mark Demaz on a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. And one of the things that we kind of briefly touched on was how the legal structure of these things all hang together. And, you know, you're, ta you're talking about the church owning a business, you know, that's uh, obviously ultimately trying to generate revenue that would, you know, plow back into uh, the church. Talk us through what you see as best practice on that side, the kind of structure. Obviously, there's a ton there. This is not legal advice. We're not, you know, we're not, you know, we don't provide any of that. But give us a kind of the, the back of the napkin. Help us get our heads around that piece, uh, you know, as we're thinking about how this structures. Because the, the issue, again, with my pessimist voice on, the issue is, man, who controls this thing? What if it goes sideways? You know, what, you know, I, I'm, ner I'm a pastor. I'm nervous about kids in our kids ministry and they come for a week, an hour a week, let alone eight hours a day, five days a week, you know, yeah. talk us through that. What's that look like? So the, at the end of the day, most churches that we work with across America will have yep. a, a wholly owned subsidiary, an LLC, a for-profit entity mm -hmm. that's owned mm -hmm. underneath the nonprofit. Uh, common yep. board that's influencing that and guiding that. And that'll generate mm -hmm. some taxes on a part yep. of your facility. It's no big right. deal if it's in the pro forma, you just build it in the financial model and it either makes sense to mm -hmm. do it or not, but right. you don't have to be worried about that. That's one of the things that's unique in multi-use strategy. I rarely see when I talk to a church that's been thinking multi-use, a quality mm -hmm. business plan and pro forma. There's a lot mm -hmm. of assumptions. It's not very detailed. And I'm sitting there going, mm -hmm. okay, maybe it generates some taxes. No big deal. Put it in the pro forma. It either works or it doesn't right. work. Um, the right. same with your insurance. We have a standard at phase that has all these additional coverages that we think you should mm -hmm. have for a daycare that aren't required by state, but help mitigate mm -hmm. that exposure for the church, the way you do your additional insurance, all that. We spell all that out for you. That makes the policy cost more money. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Does it work in the financial model or not? One of the big things I'll say about distraction, Rich, this will be helpful, that pro forma. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest mm -hmm. tensions between a preschool or weekday school program and a mm -hmm. church is the us mm -hmm. and them nature of sharing the space. Specifically, right. churches on Sunday morning receiving their space in a condition other than how they expected. <laughs> and vice versa, sure. Monday morning, 6 a.m., yes. preschool teachers start rolling in and it's other than what they expected. Our solution right. in this world, I do not understand this, Rich, this is crazy to me. Our solution <laughs> right. has been, well, let's give good checklists to volunteers at church on Sunday to hand it over on Monday morning. And then on Friday afternoon, after a really long week, let's give our teachers, our preschool teachers that are making 15, 16 bucks an hour, a checklist of other things they have to do after all the kids leave to make the church happy. That creates an us right. and them response, right? right? Easiest yes. solution ever, Rich. $250 to $300 a week in your pro forma. Yep. You hire an outside cleaning service that also moves the furniture. Right. Now, if Resets there's a problem, everything. there's an outside right. accountability that nobody's mad mm -hmm. at each other. We're not asking volunteers. We're not asking teachers to work harder mm -hmm. because they're affiliated with a church. We eliminate all that. And it either, once again, works in the pro forma or not. 
And so we build our mm -hmm. business plan, not overly optimistic, open a preschool at 50% occupancy and ramp up to 87% occupancy. Those are clear benchmarks and goals. We can know this and know mm -hmm. that that doesn't create a lot of capital burn on the front end. And then we can mm -hmm. generate some great revenue for ministry. Do whatever you want to with. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it all either works in the pro forma or it doesn't. And that's the thing that right. I get really excited about. Preschool is a proven business. Events, right. proven business. Co-working, debatably, a proven business. So we can take the good assumptions out of the church space. Well, we're a church. Right. As soon as we open it, everybody's just going to show up. No, no, no. Let's mm -hmm. have a marketing budget. Mm -hmm. Let's have a plan. And if people choose to enroll or engage because of your credibility, let's let that be a blessing, not the right. business strategy. We're going to build it and they're right. going to come. No, no, no. Let's build it so they don't know who mm -hmm. we are. Can we build mm -hmm. a sustainable business that serves and meets a need in the community, choosing whether or not to use faith-based curriculum and what guidelines you're going to put around events, around the facility and what you'll allow and not allow in your facility. That's fine. Put those guidelines in place. This is a very rich, I think we've overcomplicated it. And that's why it becomes right. a distraction sure. and burden because we, we downplay some of the complexities and don't build a plan for those. Sure. Now, if you're, if I'm a church that's sitting here thinking, yeah, okay, maybe we do need to think more clearly on uh, the multi-use side. I feel like you've, you've hit a few buttons, even in my leadership. I'm like, gosh, I feel like we've done the thing where it's like, Hey, let's just roll out a coffee shop. People will just come in. Cause it's gonna, cause you know, they like us. Um, there's those three kind of different types of businesses you've talked about, whether it be a daycare and events business or, you know, a co-working coffee kind of thing. What is your recommended route between, you know, the kind of starting point for a church? What should they consider? Which is the best of those models to start with? Uh, you can't start with all three, obviously. But if you were saying, hey, well, man, maybe you can. I don't know. Talk us through that. What should I be? What should we be thinking about if we're like, OK, we, we should we do want to take some steps in this direction, maybe even with yeah. phase. the from a profitability and a financial just just how the numbers work, depending on your mm. location, events can be good. Depending on your locations, mm -hmm. preschool could be good. Those can go mm -hmm. along at the same time or separately because they impact different people, different sides of the building. They really are mm -hmm. two different business models. Candidly, mm -hmm. if you get preschool right, the EBITDA, okay, to get technical mm -hmm. for a second, so earnings before mm -hmm. interest, taxes, all that stuff, and rent, so your number that you produce, mm -hmm. you can be in mm -hmm. the 25, 30% of revenue for a preschool operation wow. if you do it the right way. And well, that's an industry right. benchmark. That's not overly optimistic. Right. If you're doing $2 million in, in tuition a year, that's, that's a really big number to fund ministry. Like, and that's yes, very yes. attainable. This can be done pre-rent and you choose to, do you mm -hmm. pay yourself rent or fund uh, church planning initiatives? You can do whatever you want to with the money. That's your call. Um, so, mm -hmm. From a preschool, from an impact in the community, it has the greatest financial impact for the church and impact in the community to open a preschool, candidly. It just, if the need is there, genuinely there, and I believe that you should do a site and market analysis to determine mm -hmm. what the real need is there, and we're happy to help with that. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. that's one. Events is just easier Okay, to do mm -hmm. overall, if you're in the right location to do that, um, as Mark right. said on your podcast, you got to price it the right way and structure it the right way. But I'll tell you, the biggest problem with events 
is even if they build a pricing structure, a church builds it, they dabble mm-hmm. in events. And so maybe it generates a few thousand dollars per per month. Right. Just to give you perspective. Yeah, I know. I feel exactly what you're talking about there. <laughs> okay. Yes. At Faze yes. Alpharetta, 500 seat yep. auditorium. Okay. Outside yep. of Sunday, because we have no revenue on Sunday. That's the church. Outside mm-hmm. of Thursday mm-hmm. nights, because the church is doing worship programming. So I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. We run a mm-hmm. business over there. We have a sales mm-hmm. manager and like they get along and they know the church is a partner. There's no problems. We mm-hmm. run a business. Mm-hmm. It generates about $60,000 a month in revenue. Six zero, sixty thousand dollars a month, and that's on average five hundred seat, five hundred seat auditorium, burning through. Like now, there's expenses Mm -hmm. for cleaning services and things like that. But there's an eye open. What I want to do with that number is not go, wow, I can make sixty thousand dollars. Maybe you can. Depends on your location, all Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But here's what Mm -hmm. I'm saying: there's a difference in opening a business and running it like a business unit. And therefore you have marketing and you go to trade shows and you're engaging with the community different and the rotary and stuff like that. That's different than we are now providing a clear pricing structure for our events for when people call us. And that'll be a few thousand dollars maybe a month. So it's very different approach. Yeah, I can see that. And I've been there. Totally get what you're saying. You know, it's that difference between our our building is available for rent and we're running an events business. That's two totally separate <laughs> approaches, right? It's like, if someone calls us, sure, we'll rent you. The, it's like, you can rent a space in the library at, in town, but the library is not set up to rent their space. That's not what they're thinking about. There isn't someone that wakes up every day. Well, maybe, right maybe in your town, not in my town. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're not thinking about that all day long. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I could see that on the daycare, you know, there's a recurring revenue side of that, right? That you're, you know, those kids, they need to be cared for every day over for years, you know, and obviously there is, you know, they eventually age out, but then there's more kids that come up, uh, you know, underneath all that. That's interesting. Now, if there, let's say I'm a church out there today and I feel like, Hey, we've, we're already running one of these things, or maybe all of them we're doing all of this. And I I'm like, this is not going well. Like this is painful. Um, we've done the, you know, maybe it was a little too close to home when you said the manager and a Google search, they were like, Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, that's what we did. Um, is that the kind of church you'd work with a church that's already engaged that they're like, we've got to redo all this. We've got to rebuild this thing. Talk us about, talk, talk Absolutely. Us about that. So we will do both. So what phase does the way it works simple. So think of a, if you're not familiar with franchising, if you want to franchise a McDonald's, something else, you pay an upfront fee that comes with training and marketing and things like that. And then a percentage of revenue for your ongoing support, basically. Um, we are currently in conversations with right now, my, my database list of active churches that are, we're in dialogue and working through this is Mm -hmm. we have 239 churches that are currently working with us in some stage of, I've got questions. I need help. Maybe they haven't spent a dollar. Mm -hmm. There's 39 Mm -hmm. that have spent money and are working that direction toward help us figure this out. Help us improve our business model. Ask the right questions. We don't know. We're not preschool experts. Mm -hmm. We're not event experts. We don't know what we don't know, but Mm -hmm. they're resonating with what we're saying. Phase will work Mm -hmm. with both. We think that there's Mm -hmm. a tremendous opportunity for churches that have had a preschool and it's ended up at 62% occupancy and it never quite had the impact they want and they can't figure out why they can't get more or they're full and losing money and they can't figure that out either because that was never part of the plan. And now the donations to the church and tithes are now funding the preschool (laughs) ministry, but it's not a, that that wasn't the plan. It's not like we're meaning to do that. 
And so I think there's a coaching element to this and just a way that phase can serve where there's going to be some people that we just share some of our resources with. We'll give you our handbook. That's Mm -hmm. fine. If you want it, like I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not Mm going to charge for that, but there's some that need, Mm -hmm. they need ongoing support. And I'll tell you, here's how they got there, Rich. Most Mm -hmm. of the time when Mm -hmm. you talk about a church that like, yeah, we've ended up with this kind of mediocre, not where we thought it was going to be performance. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what to do because we have a mm-hmm. great space. We have a good location. We have a big church. Mm-hmm. Why isn't this working? Usually what it is, is they started with one manager that was somebody mm-hmm. that was known and trusted and somebody they really mm-hmm. related with and it was safe mm-hmm. and they understood the vision and culture and they were really solid. They were confident in that mm-hmm. hire. Well, then that Mm -hmm. hire retires or moves on or changes. And then we get a Mm -hmm. new hire. The problem is we don't know how to train that person. Our senior leadership team isn't an expert in preschool or events business. That's not what they do. Mm -hmm. And so now what ends up happening is the senior leadership team uh, gets a handful of straws and somebody draws a short straw and they now oversee that area of ministry. And, And so suddenly they're like, I guess I'll Google some stuff and figure out How do we fill our school? How do we get better teachers? How do we do training? And it's just kind of pushed by the wind. And it's really Mm -hmm. whatever comes top of the Google search is how we're training. And then we know in church or anything that we're doing, right? We've Mm -hmm. got to get better and have a strategic approach to improving and constantly maintaining. You you teach this. This is what Unseminary Podcast is, is all the things you didn't learn that you need to know. And yet sure, nobody's sure, sure, raising sure. their hand going, Hey, you needed to know this for preschool. I'm sorry. They didn't right. tell you. And the first person, they just knew it because they were awesome and they just loved the church. And, and honestly, they weren't great, but they went so above and beyond. They took care of any mm-hmm. flaws in your system. When they have somebody mm-hmm. working a nine to five job, that's not going above right. and beyond and serving your church. And you're starting to see all the cracks. It's not an indictment on anybody. It's just, we never, put the infrastructure in place. So what phase is trying to do is if you ever read the book, E-Myth or E-Myth Revisited, mm-hmm. it's that idea of we've got all the systems, all the ops, their first phone call is mm-hmm. to us. And we're like, Oh, we already have that. And let us mm-hmm. help you. And there's very right. few circumstances. We believe where the church leadership is having to get involved to make decisions about how to operate a preschool or an events business. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, this is, you know, fascinating, you know, as we kind of come to, you know, to land here, as we kind of look to the, you know, the end of the conversation, um, if I was a church and I'm interested, I'm like, okay, you've convinced me enough that I at least need to think about some next steps. What would be some of those next steps? How do we, you know, take a, kind of some initial steps to kind of get to know you guys better, maybe start this conversation? Obviously, it's a significant conversation. You're talking about upfront money, talking about signing contracts, all that. No one's going to do that in a, in a whim. But what would be some of those first steps that I could take if I'm, if I'm intrigued today? Yeah. So uh, we have a landing page, phase.center backslash partners. Um, Mm -hmm. we're continuing adding more and more information on that site. Um, I I logged Mm -hmm. in today and it was down. (laughs) I had to call somebody and be like, uh, or HubSpot, I disconnected something, but it'll be fine by the time this airs. Um, Facebook backslash partners. Um, uh, you go there, visit that, uh, that'll have good information. It'll, the information on there is designed to spark more questions. Okay. Well, how do they do Mm -hmm. curriculum? Can we do it as a nonprofit licensed center or do we have to be for profit? The answer depends on your state, Mm -hmm. uh, just different Mm -hmm. rules like that. And then we schedule a call 
and we jump on. Mm -hmm. One of our team members jumps on with your senior leadership team, maybe a couple of elders or trustees or whatever. And we just dream mm -hmm. for 45 minutes. Let's just talk. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what's working, what's not working, what you see, what are the barriers and opportunities, and then build a plan for next steps. Mm -hmm. More often mm -hmm. than not, what we find is that if they don't currently have a multi-use strategy, it's really, really mm -hmm. simple. They're dabbling with it. They don't really know where to begin, but it's logical. So they feel like they should mm -hmm. be having a conversation. They don't know where to begin. For more often than not, the very first thing that someone should do for an event or preschool operation, coffee shop too, I just don't know. I have a lot of knowledge around that, um, is a site and market analysis. They need someone right. that's an industry expert in that space to tell us what our mm -hmm. opportunities and what our challenges are in opening a preschool in our space or opening an events business so that we're then informed for our next step in conversation. What are the things that are going to make our space great? What aren't? And so there's very natural next steps. We're happy to have a conversation. We're not going to charge anything for it. And we may land mm -hmm. on, yeah, we don't think you should do this, or maybe you should pivot. Or have you ever thought about something, you know, very different than what you're thinking now? Mm -hmm. uh, but here's the mm -hmm. thing. Time and time again, when we talk multi-use, rarely ever am I getting a hard, no, we don't want to ever have this conversation. I'm getting a, we've had some bad experience in the past, but we feel like we should revisit it. Or no, we're in a season where we definitely need to have a conversation. We just don't know where to start. That's the two conversations. There have been great leaders like Mark that have inspired church leaders across the mm -hmm. nation that they need to do something with it. It's just a little mm -hmm. overwhelming. And so what FaZe yes. is trying to do is provide a bunch of those answers to make it a little less overwhelming, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think I think that's a really clear um, analogy. I think, you know, we want to partner with someone who had, this is different than running a church. This is, you know, you, I think sometimes as senior leaders, particularly competent senior leaders, you know, we have to know where our expertise ends. <laughs> like we're, we're good at a certain number of things. And some of that relates to what we're talking about here, but there's a whole other school of thought and a whole other, you know, domains of, uh, expertise that you need to bring to bear to run a great preschool, run, you know, an events business, run coffee or, you know, co-working, all that. So um, I really appreciate this. This has been a great conversation. If people want to track with you, uh, we, we've got, we gave them that web address. We'll put that in the show notes. So if you, if you forgot what that was or you're driving or whatever, you can come back and check that out. Anywhere else we want people to get in touch with you if they're, you know, if they want to track with you, Frank, and then any last words you have to say before we wrap up today's conversation. Yeah, just on social media, I'm F Beeler. I'm always posting about thoughts and things we're learning mm -hmm. and reposting other people that are speaking into this space. So I think that'll be mm -hmm. helpful. Um, but yeah, going to that phase partners page, that's the way to do it. Um, cause they'll mm -hmm. get to connect with me or whatever, and we'll share ideas and, and we're going to have a road show this fall. We're going to be traveling around the country doing one day sessions mm -hmm. around what we called the multi-use strategy summit. Uh, we're hosting one in Alpharetta, uh, in February, right around the time that this is airing. Uh, but we're going to have more, uh, this fall, where we're actually mm -hmm. traveling and going to other places so churches can come uh, more convenient to them and just spark a conversation mm -hmm. for one day. Love it. So good. Well, friends, I would encourage you, Frank is a trusted leader, the kind of person you should reach out to. And if you're, even if you're in the kind of area of like, hmm, this might be the kind of thing six months or 36 months from now that we could be even thinking about, I would encourage you to track along with them, drop by that website, follow him on social media. Uh, it would be a great thing for you. Thanks again, Frank. Appreciate you being here today and churn for you. Love everything that you're doing at Phase. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. 
There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.